0: Good morning and welcome to rural Queensland today on the Resonate broadcast network. Ben Dobbin with you on the last day of winter. Hasn't been much of a winter here. Unbelievable. It's just been dry. Horrific. Uh, beautiful moon last night, a full moon. I don't know if anybody saw it. I'm not into moons, but geez, it was magnificent last night when it finally came out after a few storms throughout uh, different parts of Queensland. Beautiful night. And uh, one that you get to see. Um, really, really, really nice moon. A big show for you this morning. We'll catch up. We'll look at the markets. It's not pretty, and we're not going to sugarcoat it at all. Queensland markets yesterday, Dolby Chartist Hours, and Grace Me, all had some positive patches, but plenty of negatives as well. We're just going to give it to you straight between the eyes. There's no two ways about it. This is how it is at the moment. Pete Australia CEO Simon Irwin will join us. We'll catch up with Dr. Alan Campbell, the headmaster of Churchy Grammar School. Uh, Livestock and Rural Transporters Association Gerard Johnson will be joining us as well And uh, he's got some gripes and rightly so And much, much more Let's get into it Rural Queensland today A very good morning to everybody through 4SB in Kingaroy 4ZR in Roma 4VL in Charleville 4HI in Emerald 4LM Mount Isa 4LG Longridge 4GC Charters Towers And the Hot Country Network A very good morning to you Let's get into it. If you've missed any of it, you can always go to Spotify. But Simon Irwin joins us next as Beef uh, 2024 has released their schedule and it is jam-packed. This is Rural Queensland Today. You're with Ben Dobbin across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Uh, we'll start the show with Beef Australia CEO Simon Irwin joining us this morning. Simon, good morning. Thank you so much. An exciting day. Yesterday, your preliminary program release to give everybody, I suppose, an appetite of just some of the phenomenal events that will be taking place next May. yeah, great to talk
1: to you. Yes, we thought we'd... Uh get the program out a bit earlier when I first became CEO of Beef Australia and talking to everybody the thing they said can you just be earlier can you be earlier so with a bit of an effort by everybody involved we've managed to get the program out now so that people can start planning their trip to Beef Australia in 2024 because as you and I both know she takes a fair bit of walking around and there's a lot on.
0: Well, from what's new in 2024, to the social events, to the property tours, to the cinemas, the cinema cinemas, to the seminars, edit point, to the seminars, uh, cattle comp events, entertainment, everything, it's all there. Now, you can't book at the moment, but you can, as you just said, you can plan what you're going to do, whether or not you come up for the full week or you come on the Tuesday because you want to be there for something on the Friday. It, it, it works around everything. It, it does take, and it's a moving part, and there will be some changes to it, but this is a, a fairly broad and, and detailed program that gives everybody an idea now what they need to do.
1: Exactly. And it, the other thing is that uh, some of the ones that have been going for a while, some of the lunches, some of the functions – Uh, sell out pretty quickly so what we've always done is if Australia is a membership-based organisation so members will get two weeks first where they can buy what they want before we have a general release of the tickets so this also gives people opportunity to go in there and then they can become members and that'll just open it up on the 17th of October without having to wait till the 31st but as you said we've also put a few new ones in This year, a couple more breakfasts. That's something that's been done. There'll be the Ray White Industry Breakfast. There'll be a Wagyu Long Lunch. Um, There's going to be a celebration of the AA company. Uh, I saw that. 200 years old. Unbelievable. And still the same name. There There are businesses, Westpac, for instance, that have been around a bit longer than 200 years, but none of them are still called by the thing that went on the registration ticket in 1824. Like, it's just unbelievable to think of it. Yeah, we're going to have the, the World Butchers Challenge and Meat Street, I think, will appeal to a lot of people. We're looking for food trucks and food stands and barbecue and a stage. and So all these details are still to come out. This is just a bit of a taster to let everybody know what's coming and, um, yeah, we'll we'll keep releasing it as we go along.
0: It, it, look, there's so much to look forward to. Um, there's no two ways about it. From May the 5th to the 11th, Rockhampton comes alive. But the work that is going in behind the scenes with yourself and your team, Simon, is, is quite phenomenal. And you're right about these new new events. But also how you've placed things. Gone are the days where it was spread from one end to the other. You've strategically, and this is talking to you away from these kind of interviews, have things aligned together. You're not going to – you're going to have a a, a street of food stalls. You're going to have different um, areas where there is functions on – they're all collected together. You won't have to to walk from one end to the other, which gives people a chance to go through things systematically, which – no disrespect in the past it just hasn't been there
1: well I've always said that when you when you go to something as large as beef Australia to the expo, you you don't want to buy your shirts on the way in you don't want to have to buy them over the far side because it's a fair walk. you buy them on the way out so we've put all the the merchandise the lifestyle stuff together and we put it near the gate so you can pick it up when you're on the way out we've tried to keep the machinery together we've tried to keep all the new tech together so that people can as you say find their way around it just helps with that navigation on the side the other thing we're trying to do is make sure that um, there's a lot more signage because as you know you go for a wander around there and you think oh, i've just got to get into the best part of a kilometer to walk to the seminar or something and uh, then you find two old schoolmates and someone you worked with in 1987 and you, Unless you can mark your way, you're 20 minutes late and think, oh, blood, I won't bother going. So you're just letting people plan. I think planning everything. And the other thing we'll have for people who are a long-time visitors is more shade and places to sit down because uh, the idea of our meat street having it all there is that the great complaints are... Well, have been in the past. It takes too long to get a feed. And there's no shade, and you can't sit down. So we figured by using that entire street, turning it into that uh, for people who are familiar with Brisbane, that Hamilton eat street style, one after the other, food truck. Uh, only Hamiltons don't know where to sit down either. Last time yeah. I was there, I suppose, but at least we'll have a whole heap of shade and place to sit down. So. Yeah, you're right. Make it a bit easier to you know get a feed of beef at beef.
0: We um. We look at these kind of events, but, you know, and they're great social, and you're right. We, we, I can't wait. Um, there's so much going on up there, and I can't wait to catch up with people up there. But there's also some really important part of it, and that's the stud and commercial competitions, and now you've released yeah. them as well. And they're significant because <laughs> it's actually what we're here for. It, it's, you know, Correct. you know, and, and that's been a – and, and Simon, so, mean, in years gone by, it probably – not a, was was overshadowed by everything, but, but you've made this the prominent thing, and I like that. I, I like the fact that now that your event dates have been released with the stud and commercial cattle, people can plan. They already are well underway, but a lot of people get to go, right, we're going down this direction, and that's the way it's happening.
1: Yeah, well, I think the the thing with beef that makes it different to some of the great field days that are around is it's single purpose. And beef exists for the advancement of the beef community. And so without the stud cattle, the commercial cattle, without the carcass comps, then it doesn't really fulfil what it's out there to do. It doesn't fulfil our, fulfill our ideals of advancing the beef community. So people can come along, secure in the knowledge, they'll see the best stud stock available in Australia and some of the best in the world. And I think that's what makes beef beef in a lot of ways. I think we're expecting uh, some more breeds. We've had interest from breeds that haven't been seen there for a while. So hopefully uh, people will be able to come along and have a look at cattle that, um, that are largely new or being reintroduced into Australia as well as the great standbys that have done the industry so well for so long and continue to develop. The commercial cattle gives people who are so we really have the, the three cattle competitions. So you have your genetics, which is your stud cattle, your commercial cattle, uh, where cattle are judged in the sale yards for their appeal to the uh, uh, to the meat works. And then you have the carcass comp, which just goes through and says, this is the way you get great meat. This is what great meat looks like on the hook. So we cover that from the from really the beginning of it all to how it ends up on your plate. So I think uh, taking three together, it's a real demonstration of the excellence of the beef industry in Australia.
0: Yeah, look, you're dead right. Um, I I can't wait for it. Uh, Go to beefaustralia.com.au. It is all there doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Really, uh, Simon, um, it, it just has this um air about it that it is organized and and super classy the all the program has been released um you can get in and book everything a bit later on then we'll give you those dates as well but this gives you everybody preliminary time to just actually go and book up and have a look and see what you're going to do thanks so much for being with us this morning
1: Great to talk again, Dobbo. Talk soon.
0: Good on you, Beef Australia CEO Simon Irwin, doing a fantastic job. We'll take a break, come back. This is rural Queensland today. Uh, Not far away, Anthony Highland will join us. We'll also talk with Jared Johnson from the Rural Transporters Association of Queensland. they got some issues as well, the poor road transporters. We'll take a break, come back with more. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today, this Thursday morning, the last day of winter, the 31st of August. And Anthony Highland joins us this morning. 4,763 head yarded in total at Dolby yesterday. Uh, it was a two dollars head reduction from the week before. Uh, but it didn't in any way um, bring these prices to higher levels. We know at the moment, and in no way trying to talk this market down, things are tough. The market is really struggling at the moment. Um, there's no two ways about it. Anthony, good morning, and thank you so much for being with us.
2: Uh, thanks again, Ben.
0: Um, lightweight yielding steers to the paddock, top to three twenty-six. large samples at 3 bucks. Uh, the feeder steer job was all right, but everything's easing. There's no two ways about it. it, it you know, um, they, they're quoting it back 12 to 25 cents cheaper than last week. Cows at the same level, but um, it was a tough day out.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And I think we can probably start start on the tougher end of the job and, and maybe finish on a bit of a positive in the, in the market, but we can find one. But the store cattle are certainly... You know, the stores when we say stores, anything sub three fifty kilos going back to grass, uh, light and condition, you know, it I certainly felt the effects the last two or three weeks of, of, of the market coming back and well look, the cattle that that can go under grain, perfect, still chugging along at two ninety to three dollars, ten or fifteen. Um, but it's the little cattle, it's the cattle that are just under that. Um, might not look the best of quality as well a little bit more mixed in pen you know breed and whatever it may be might been they're two dollars50 or 60 the wall. yeah uh, yeah and you... that there's not a lot of room for them to go to neither yeah so in the spear portion you want to talk about heifers then it's a, it's even uglier um, you know a lot of 20 dollar 80 uh, for, for pretty handy pens of cattle. Uh, and, that's, that's where the market's at. There's no sugar coating at the moment. I have the, feeder steer and the, and the job, the store job. It's, it's been happening for a little bit. Now more notable than ever that you got a bullock at $2.70. And you got a, a little light drought master cross steer at $205. There's a big, some rain to change the store market. The cattle with weight then I still think will held, held, held a it, it's it's not pretty, but uh, I think if the meat job was a complete our fat cow, our, our real good fat cows wouldn't be making two dollars twenty, dollar sixty or something like that. So I think I think that job's all right. It, uh, it, it, it,
0: mate, you're just dropping you're just dropping in and out at the moment with your um, mobile. There's no two ways about it that this job was cheaper yesterday and as you said, um, if the meat job was a little bit better, but it's also seasonal. Any rain at all at the moment in your neck of the woods over the last couple of days? I know there's some storms starting to creep in.
2: Uh, base, no, no rain here. Been basically cut out at Hannaford and Tealbar, 7 to 17 mils. A um, little bit up in the Carnarvon Ranges, I think, but nothing down in our catchment. So We're still, oh, well, four or five spots yesterday, late afternoon, but certainly waiting for your chance and, and um you know we need it pretty quickly.
0: Um the bull sale, uh, the blonde bull sale, how far is it away, mate?
2: Uh it's uh, be the twenty eighth of September, uh, Ben. Um yeah, 70, 73 bulls cataloged for that sale, a, a mixture of breeds and, and a couple of new vendors on the on the cards this year with a few Santa bulls. Um but but uh we've got our main draft of black um black bulls and our Simmon tails, but uh, we, we have got some some really good Santa Balls this year and, and look, realistic vendors. The job the job's often the commercial job, so um, I think we'll be there to meet, meet it and get on with it and do some business with with clients that want to buy balls at a, at a decent value too. So uh, the 28th of September, catalogs online, GDL and Elite Auction.
0: Appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Tough day in Dolby. Thanks, Ben. Have a
2: good week. Next week's a new week.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Anthony Highland, Grant, Daniel, Long, St. George. Now, let's continue um, with Gracemere yesterday, yarding 2,361 head were penned for their weekly sale. It was less than last week, and cattle were drawn from the coastal and northern districts and south of Rockhampton, along with a couple of large drafts from Claremont and Nebo. Mixed yarding, mixed condition is really how you can judge it. Competition came from all processors and feeder panels, um, but there was reluctance in the price eased again, particularly in the heifer pens. That's where all the damage is. Light, light, lightweight yielding steers reached 293 cents per kilo to record an average of 216 to 261 to restockers. Medium weight steers sold to 321 to average 220 to 285 by restockers and feeders. Lightweight yielding heifers topped at 203 and averaged $1.40 percent to $1.90. Um, yeah, very tough. Medium weight lines, 152 to 243. A large line of unfinished, heavy ox average, 239 to 284, going to processors and live export. Trade heifers, average 209 to 226. Score four cows east, almost 14 cents, to return 202. Heavy bulls average 229, with processors and live exporters making up those rates. There were some cows and calves. They averaged around that between $1,000 to $1,500. And that was Richard Thompson reporting for MLA. Uh, Graysmere obviously easing. Uh, When we go up and we know that Charters Towers, um, that market obviously is having a lot of cattle come through. 2,028 head yarded yesterday. Numbers lifted by 600 head. The quality was mixed. With some well-finished pens of cows and bullocks, along with the increased number of northern bulls, uh, saw the job. There was a full pa- processor panel of processors, um, which helped demand, along with two live exporters. Cattle were drawn from Mount Isa to Georgetown, south of the local areas. Values firm for the light steers and heifers by fourteen to twenty-four cents. Yearling steers below two eighty, east twenty cents. Yearling heifers. To feed fell 27 cents and bullocks lifted 16 to 6. Cows improved 6 cents on last week. Suitably weaned steers to restockers topped at 270 to average 256. Similar he- heifers returning to grass made a $1.92 to average 172. Yielding steers above 330 kilos. To backgrounders reached 214 to average 202. And a large sample of heifers above 280 to feed sold to 200 cents, averaging 185 cents. A small sample of growing steers above 400 to trade topped to 230. A large sample of steers to feed sold to 212 to average 207. And Growing heifers to processors topped to 228 to average 218, with a good sample of heifers to feed averaging 207. Medium weight score three cows sold to $1.98 to average 197. Prime heavyweight cows topped to 208. Heavy bullocks to live export reached 274 to average 258. Uh, Mick Kingham was reporting on that, and that is Charters Tower. So there's no two ways about it. It, The the job is certainly cheaper, and the heifers are copping a flogging at the moment. This is Rural Queensland Today. You're with Ben Dobbin. We'll take a break, come back with more. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. West Techfield days um, are obviously a big and important part of uh, the DNA of the Central West, and Churchy... Um, one of the great, the Anglican Church Grammar School, uh, is very well known. Not only is it an elite day boy and boarding school that offers 1,800 students an education, they have a mission to create the whole man and it is such a big focus for them. Uh, it is about sending men from school out into the world to become better people. They are the West Tech Gold Sponsor um, and their first ever border hailed from Isaford, Winton, Augathella, Barkhald and Blackhall. So they have stuck to their tradition of looking after what is their backyard. I love that. We're so lucky to have Dr. Alan Campbell, who is the principal of Churchy, joining us this morning on Rural Queensland today. Alan, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us.
3: Uh, Good morning, Ben, and and good morning to all your listeners, and it's a great pleasure to talk to you. Thanks thanks very much for the contact.
0: You are going uh, out to West Tech, but just how proud. I mean, you know, when you take up um, a a career in education, um, it's a privilege for a, a teacher to do that because they're devoting their life to obviously bettering the next generation of men and women. But to go from a beginning of university to take up education to then work through and then to obviously eventually lead a school like Churchy, you must be terribly proud of what you're creating there.
3: Then every, every single day, every day I look around this, you know, this beautiful campus. I look at the, the outstanding young fellows who come through the school. Look, the little fellows, some of them are starting at five years of age, other boys in the senior school from, across the suburbs and across our heartland. You know, you've mentioned those iconic towns at the the Capricorn Highway. You know, that's our heartland. And to look across the school and see those young fellows come in to watch them grow, to see them learn, to watch them develop lifelong friendships, to see them play the games they love uh, and to make their dreams for the future is just extraordinary. So every day... (laughs) every day it's a blessing we're just so very very fortunate and you you're you just you're just grateful that you've got an opportunity to play a, a some sort of role in this key partnership with families uh, and I, I think you you were really summing it up there you know that, that what an extraordinary show of faith in us that that our many of our country families our regional families from these iconic towns would would send their boy away to us I mean that's a that's an extraordinary shell of faith in us. And, uh, you know, that's not lost on us for a second. We live and breathe that, that, that commitment every day.
0: You, you, you touch on that and, and it's so important as well. Um, West Tech, you, you'll have a stand at West Tech, um, 5th and 6th yeah. of September next week. And, and you, you'll right. be out there and, and obviously um, people can look and talk to you just about how you guys operate a boarding house. You, you have, a, right. you have a lot of day boys, but, I was a boarder, my children are boarders, um, it, it's an integral part of a school because you're bringing in kids who have a completely different life to the, the young kids who live at Cooparoo in Brisbane or wherever they live in Brisbane um, you, you, and they actually learn another way but you're right about making sure that it's the home away from home. You're entrusted with and it's a privilege to look after these young men and communication and facilities and nurturing and all these things are integral to surviving and having a good boarding house. Now, you guys are one of the leaders. There's no two ways about it. What, what do you think it is that it makes it? Because it, it is a sought-after venue. Uh, I know a lot of parents who have been very happy, along with yourselves, that, that, that yeah, send their kids yeah. to to as boarders. What do you think it is that, that is making people head that way?
3: Ben if I had to if if you said to me say it in one word i'd I'd say the word community there's an extraordinary uh, multi-layered multi-generational community in the school and and these the community with has deep links across as you indicated across the city and suburban metropolitan area but then deep deep into the country and and in so many ways that the country families while they're while they're geographically not with us, you know, their their, their farms, businesses, operations, and so on are, are much further away. They're, they're, the beating heart of them is here because their sons are here, so they're deeply entrenched in the community in that sense. And over the years and over the generations, they come to value that so very, very much. And and look, we we know we know in this calling that. The mums and dads would much sooner have their sons at home. You know, they'd much sooner have them at home, but circumstances are such that they can't provide for them in the way that they'd love to. So, you know, this is the option that they choose. And, you know, they, they invest in us that extraordinary privilege. So I think it comes down to community. It comes down to opportunity, uh, a vast array of opportunity in our school for boys to find the things that they, they love, the things they want to learn about, uh, the way they can grow and develop, develop those strengths that will hold them in good stead throughout the rest of their lives. So they they they're, they're deeply gathered up in the community. They see the opportunity, and then they partner with us because we're we're just as ambitious yep. for their sons as mum and dad are. You know, no, I get it. You know, yeah. you're a father. I'm a father. We're ambitious for our sons.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, so together we say, "Hey, listen. How, how about we form a partnership?" And, and together, we reckon this young fellow can go a long, long way, you know. So we express that ambition all the time for them. And so I think we're just deeply united in that calling.
0: Oh, I, I think you did right. Um, look, facilities are one thing, but when you talk about the churchy boarding house, recently refurbished, um, yeah. it, it, and individual rooms for every boy. Um, not I, yeah, I, yeah. I was in an open-air boarding house. I was at Riverview. And we had fifty-seven boarders in one room, and it was bedlam. And we did that till <laughs> I was sixteen, and then finally we got our own room. Now I'm not saying I'd like it any different, but the the world has changed considerably, uh, Alan. Yeah. So this is every young man gets his own room; they get their privacy. Yeah. They can obviously they obviously gravitate to other rooms and they become mates. But you also, when they need to study, they need to focus. They've got that. They've got that there, and they haven't got the distraction of some other bloke, you know, who decides that, you know what, he's going to put his feet up for the night and then, and then sends the whole place into, into ruptures.
3: That's very true, Ben. No, you're right. I think – and, and the, the balance there is the critical thing. A boy can, a boy can find his own quiet, peaceful, restful space. He's, he, you know, he's sleeping or he's just quietly his own time or he's, he's studying, what have you. He's got privacy to do that, to, you know, to, to learn and grow in his own way but then beautifully interspersed within the uh, the newly refurbished boarding facilities are uh, lovely communal areas where, you know, they can make a snack, they can have a chat over a hot chocolate, they can flick on the Reds game, uh, you know, or the NRL. They can watch a few old boys going around yeah, <laughs> in sure. the Wallabies or something, you know, and, and so they've got those moments they can do that. They can do that inside and outside. The, the facilities are, are a really easily constructed, so a group of boys can just spill outside readily throw the football around for a game of touch. Uh, they're right next door to our beautiful uh, library uh, building, so if they want to do a little bit of research or study or extra homework we'll or work together or meet a tutor, all that's there, but, I, but that balance between uh, the time for privacy uh, and just their own little quiet, secure space or the time to be together they can make that decision and that's that that's that's your classic family, isn't it? I mean oh, you, mate, that's exactly you, right. And look and
0: <laughs> and look, the big thing about it is that you guys are open. Gold sponsors of the West Tech field days next week. Um, the head yes. of the senior school will be there along with the director of boarding. Um, and they will be making sure. But you can go online. It's very easy. Churchy.com. Uh, .au forward slash boarding. It's all there. There is boarding bursaries. Um, is it, there is limited number of financial assistant bursaries. So we understand and you guys understand that, 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 that you know, it's about creating a whole man and, and you're open to those conversations as well as sibling discounts. It's very easy. But if you're at West Tech next week or even if you can't get there, go and have a look. I, I'm lucky enough that I have to go there because my son plays against Churchy. I've gone there plenty of times. It is an elite school. It, there's no two ways about it, but it doesn't have elitist attitudes, and that's the thing. The facilities are top-notch, but I tell you what, they look you in the eye. Every young bloke, I mean, he looks you in the eye, shakes your hand, and it's about creating a whole man, which I absolutely think is a priority, and I think you're doing a fantastic job there. Well done for sponsoring, mate, and we'll catch up again. Thank you so much for being with us this morning.
3: Ben, that's a great pleasure. Thank you for your time and all the best to you and the family. Thank Good you. Good
0: on you. Dr. Alan Campbell, uh, the principal of Churchy. What a great school. churchy.com.au forward slash boarding. You want to talk about putting money back in? Gold sponsors at West Tech next week. Speaks volumes, doesn't it? We'll take a break, come back with more. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Jared Johnson, uh, Livestock and Rural Transporters Association of Queensland president and also Jared Johnson Transport joins us this morning. And um, look... Um, it, there's no two ways about it. Um, this fuel crisis and the roads, the insurance are making livestock transporters absolutely put everything on the line. It shouldn't be that way. We should be protecting these businesses. We should be making them a priority, and uh, realizing just how difficult it is. Uh, sometimes we need to flag. Jerry, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us, mate. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Thanks for having me. Gee whiz, it's dear at the moment. Diesel is just absolutely skyrocketing, and there's no real understanding of why. Um, the gouging just continues, and it's across the state; it's everywhere at the moment. And mate, it, it's having to you're having to put extra costs into your business that you just don't need at the moment.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, we we thought it had settled down somewhat the last six months, but uh, probably the last yeah one or two, it's really. Uh, jumped again and uh, it's in, we're probably not, not in a position to be, do anything else but to pass these on to, um, to our customers. It's, uh, and it, it, you know, besides the fact we have to pass store
0: and also puts a big impact on our cash flow when we're shelling out this extra money each month. Well, mate, if you look at it over the last 12 months, it's almost jumped 50%. Like, I mean, where we are yeah. today, you know, so you, you, the hard part about it is, and, and this is, I'm not saying this dead serious, Your costs are continuing to go, wear and tear everything from a transporter. And and you're an essential service. But we've seen this beef job absolutely collapse, but all the costs continue to go up. And, mate, the the shortfall, unfortunately, you know, the people who suffer the most is you. You get dragged out on terms. You you have to come and you have to pay up front. You you can't just book up fuel. It just doesn't happen like that. Um, And and there's got to be some protection for your industry.
4: Yeah, that's right. A lot, you know, a lot of times we're outlaying that cost before we're receiving the money back for it. And uh, as you say, it's not just fuel; everything else is uh, going up. To ours as, you know, it's major input at all as well, and and just uh, the registration. And everything last uh, this year has seems to be going up and uh, pushing us further and further.
0: Mind. as the livestock and rural transport association of Queensland president, these are areas of concern because everything's got to get passed on whether it's general freight or whether or not it's livestock but you can't pass on all those costs that it's just impossible um and i mean the the drama is that if it continues to go like that you end up you end up in a position where you know people walk away and then there's price gouging and and companies take shortcuts Do the government, are they aware of this? Is there any view to look to subsidise or at least protect this industry?
4: Not really, not from what I can see. It's, yeah, there's nothing too much help at all, really, so it's something we
0: need to keep pushing for. I absolutely understand some of the troubles, but how frustrating is it with you about the roads? And, I mean, talking to your members at the moment, that that to me Is the biggest issue I know the fuel's one But the lack of Improvement of the roads Is just An absolute shocker
4: Yeah yeah, no, it's, it's always been One of the you know, major things We're pushing for And it's um, You know You drive them down down These roads out here um, yeah, And you, just, you can just Think of the Extra maintenance costs That, that we're paying And we have to put up with And Yeah It's very frustrating And um, It doesn't seem to coming a uh, any, any sort of um, resolution at all. It's just something we're going to keep fighting
0: for all the time. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. Um, I don't know. Is that the biggest challenge, mate? If it's not fuel, what, what, what are the big issues at the moment in in your industry that you're really concerned about? Because, I mean, if you pass on, if you pass on general freight, produce, just say long reach, you look at that. You pass on if people need to go to stuff going to Mount Isa. I don't know how. I don't know how you. It, it just doesn't. It gets out of their price range. Housing's you know interest everything. It, it's impossible. Yep. And then you got to pass this on.
4: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, probably the other big thing for us is is labour and finding people that still want to come out here and, and work and do it. And it's just getting harder and harder all the time. To fill those positions.
0: Yeah, unbelievable, um, uh, unbelievable. Um, it, it, it's just one of those things. Are your members concerned, mate?
4: Yeah, very, very concerned. There's always, you know, um, yeah, always looking at, at, at trying to you know, run a business and, and keep their costs down. And yeah, there's just always seems to be taking one hit after another. So yeah, a lot, lot of concern at the moment.
0: What's going to happen, crystal ball me? And I know I don't want to be negative. What, what is going to happen?
2: Well, it's, it's getting harder and harder to attract people to the
4: industry. The ones that can survive just have to keep um, increasing costs to try and not only no, cover the likes of the fuel and the registration, but to try and attract drivers um, to the industry um, to cover all their maintenance costs. I think it's just going to get harder and harder for us. We've got to keep charging more and more, and, and at the moment that's hard to do when commodity prices seem uh, uh, to be crashing.
0: Yeah, it it really seems to be that way. Producer wise, are are they talking to you? I mean, you've got a phenomenal business. You always have. You're Mm. integral, but there'd be producers that you'd be worried, wouldn't
4: there? Yeah, yeah, I think they definitely are at the moment. uh, It's when the the business, well, the livestock industry, the cattle industry is going from what it was eighteen months ago to what it is now. There's uh, yeah definitely some concern.
0: Yeah, phenomenal. I don't know how we get out of this. I, I really don't. Um, I, I I, am struggling to see an improvement. I think the fuel subsidies have got to come back. I think they've got to come back for livestock transporters, I think, in Queensland especially. I just don't – you know, a 50% drop. You can't put on 50%. You just can't pass it on. Plus insurance, no. as you said, plus rego, plus yeah. tyres. And the roads aren't – and, mate, if you're driving along a you – know, quick poor tar highways that, you know, doesn't have a pothole, that is just double lane, you know. you know They're driving on treacherous conditions every single day. Like, it's not like they're putting money back into the roads. I mean, you know, you can only look at the Warrego. You know, it, just horrific, you know. Like, it just – it doesn't get any better for you. And 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 these are the concerns you have to raise, and we just probably don't think about them enough. Yeah, that's
4: right, yeah. Especially when transport is, is you know – Going to affect everything that you buy. At some point up and down the road, it's going to the cost close on. So it is a major one.
0: Unbelievable. Hey, uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. I know how busy you guys are, and it's a great flag and one that we need to keep an eye on. Um, that the that just fuel has doubled. You know, fifty percent increase in in a year. You know, it's jumped. You know, it goes up six percent in a week. That's the thing. And I mean, you know. Just bloody ridiculous. Livestock and Rural Transport Association of Queensland, President uh, Jared Johnson, uh, thanks so much for being with us this morning. No I Ben. Thanks for having me. Good on you. Just an absolutely appalling situation, that is, uh, and one that we really need to be mindful of. We'll take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We're back tomorrow morning for the first day of spring, the 1st of September. Have a great day, Queensland. And remember, when the wheat is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. Ray Hadley to join you next. And our thoughts are with everybody as this dry time continues. Hopefully, you can get under a storm and hopefully the season changes as things start to heat up. August always traditionally a dreadful, dreadful month. And obviously, we really, our thoughts are with everybody. So have a great day. We try to cheer you up. We try to make things better on this show. and But we are thinking of you all. Rural Queensland today. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe on the roads. Till next time. It's bye for now.